Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, the program for automotive professionals that keeps you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, serving automotive service and collision repair professionals nationwide, providing one voice for your industry. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. All right, we're talking today with Mike McManus, the new regional executive director for ASA's Great Lakes region. Mike and I have known each other for some time. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. It's good to see you again. Congratulations and welcome aboard. I'm happy to join ASA. I truly am. It's, uh, I think, a great organization. I'm uh, very excited. Well, we're glad to have you, that's for sure. And, you know, brand new direction, brand new business model. There's lots to talk about here today. So let's start talking about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your history with both associations and if you have any with ASA. Well, sure. Let's see. uh, you know, I've been in, in management for way too many years, but I've always been involved in not-for-profits, even when I worked for-profit. been involved in community organizations as such, as a board member, as uh, a volunteer, all of the above. Around 2009, after I got my kids out of college, my wife and I decided to move to southeast Wisconsin, and I joined a company that did association management. It was called Technical Enterprises Incorporated. And I went on board with them as an executive director. And uh, three days in, I was managing six trade associations. Wow. Simultaneously. So learn a little bit about time management. One of those was the National Auto Body Council. And uh, NABC and I started actually right around this time of year in 2010. We worked together until 2018. That's where I met you. I did a number of NACE and SEMA events. I'm going to say this now, and it's going to sound like it's canned, but NABC was my favorite client. I really found that the people involved, those members were just so down to earth and straightforward that I loved dealing with them. I really enjoyed every minute of it. As far as being with ASA, basically my exposure is through SEMA and NACE. Some of the friends I've met, we had similar members that were members of NABC as well as ASA. And the way I found my way here to ASA is through one of the uh, NABC's original executive directors, Chuck Sokola. Chuck and I were hand in hand for eight years straight, and he's still a good friend. Same here. I know Chuck very well, and he's been one of my mentors, actually, uh, in the very beginning. So Mine as well. Good guy. You're brand new to the organization. It's a brand new business model, as we said. And there's what looks like a ton of opportunity out there. They made the changes for a lot of different reasons. I know one of them was, you know, basically to update the organization into the 21st century. Things are very different than when ASA was founded back in 1951. And you're heading up a new region. And I'm curious, what plans do you have for growing the membership within what is now the Great Lakes region? Right now, it's pretty much grassroots. Mm Mm-hmm. I just joined in the past couple of weeks, and uh, I've been getting my feet wet trying to figure out which way is which, and I think there's a lot of opportunity. So what I mean by grassroots is I'm making phone calls, I'm sending emails, I'm trying to introduce myself, let people know, hey, there's somebody here for you, somebody that listens. One of, I think, the keys in associations is that they find a leader who listens to the needs of the membership and tries to get those needs met. 
ASA has a lot going for it. There's a lot of benefits. I don't think those benefits are always necessarily uh, communicated well to the, to the members. They might not know some of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to let them know. Um, I think in a regional atmosphere like we're headed towards right now, it makes it a little bit easier for a lot of one-on-one. It's going to make some time that I'm going to be able to get out into this region and visit each state. And I hope to be able to help lead some roundtables and some discussion and networking and some fun events too. Might as well have a little bit of fun while we're out here, see what we can do about meeting the needs and really letting them know what's out there for them with ASA, how we can help them improve, how we can help their team improve, how we can help them find new employees and work together. The whole deal is it can't be one person doing everything. It's a team effort. Most things in life are. (laughs) But, you know, you said something I want to zone in on a little bit. You had mentioned the benefits. And what are some of the benefits? I know ASA has had traditional benefits, you know, under the old system. Will some of those continue? And what do you have in mind for something different? My understanding is all the benefits that are in place today will continue. Mm, Okay. And we're looking at a lot more. I think one of the ones that I want to do again is as I bring up the idea of listening, I want to know. I want the, my, the members in the Great Lakes region to know that there's a guy on the other end of the phone who cares, mm-hmm. who, who wants what they want. But there's a real important thing out there. And it's been there for quite a while with ASA. But it's the legislative and advocacy part, portion of it. It is so important right now. The way the world goes, I think that alone is worth 20 times the membership fee to to the independent shop. Well, I have to tell you, the legislative contacts that ASA has in Washington, D.C. are frankly second to none. And ASA has always been unique in being the only national organization that has a Washington, D.C. presence that is committed to representing the independent repair shop community and only them. Well, that's the key, too, is that it's only them. They don't have to worry about them uh, being out and seeing what's happening in another industry because they're just keyed in to the automotive industry to see exactly what they can do to help. And there's quite a bit going on. You know, we talk about, you know, information access, data access. A lot of legislation is being considered. It has a direct impact on our day-to-day operations, you know, in the shop. It definitely does. Cybersecurity today, the data access today, Mm -hmm. everything that goes on. Look what good the Washington group has done for ASA already. Let's go back to the cash for clunker world. Mm -hmm. You know, it almost came around again. Yeah. Uh, There's just a lot of things out there that they can do to help. The big key though, that I see Tony is there's so many shops out here that are not members of ASA that the more that join strength in numbers, you get a lot more people working towards the same goal. That goal is going to get met a lot easier. And that's what we have when you get that one voice in D.C. The real key is it's not just Washington. It's also local representation. You know, you, you find out what's going on locally. It always extends into the national thing, picture anyway. That's, to me, the most important part of this whole deal. And, you know, that's another question I have. I know we learned a lot during the COVID process. Everybody had to go virtual. We were already doing a lot of stuff electronically anyway. Our webinars, you know, uh, we're now doing podcasts like this. How is that type of technology that we, we really kind of perfected as far as communicating with, you know, a diverse group of individuals geographically separated? 
Will you be leveraging those lessons learned and that sort of technology going forward in the management of the of the new region? Absolutely. It just comes down to, to just simplicity. It's so much easier to reach so many more people virtually. You know, it takes time for me to get in a car and drive here from Southeast Wisconsin to Northern Michigan, to Ohio, wherever it may be. And then to get people to come out of their realms and come to a central location to get together, it's a difficult thing and time consuming. We're taking time away from your business sometimes just in travel. Now, if we can put together Zoom meetings, if we can put together virtual trainings, the webinars and all this, it makes it that much easier for everybody to participate. The real key in any association is participation and communication. If we're not communicating, we're not participating. If we're not participating, there's no need for it. Mm. Now, there's the real key there. There's a definite need out there. Nobody knows everything. It's the, the people I've talked to in the best you know, week or two that I've been involved here, they know that they don't know everything. And that goes for everybody in the whole wide world. Yeah. We can learn something every single day. You know, that's an axiom within the automotive industry. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And I've been hearing that my entire career. But you mentioned something also very important, and that's training. With the changes in automotive technology, you know, the move towards electrification, there's lots going on out there. And ASA was always really big on keeping our, our shop owners abreast of what's going on in the industry. And by extension, their technicians and, and the rest of their staff that really needs to know about this new technology. Do you envision having the same type of events that have been typical of some of the other areas of the country in the Great Lakes region that will explore some of these things and bring in some of this training? I'll tell you that my plans for the Great Lakes region are, I want to bring representation from each of the states mm -hmm. into me to find out, again, their needs. Mm. Do they need it hands-on? Do they need somebody to come? Do we need to go to a, a central location and do a hands-on trainings of certain things, especially with electrification and all? Mm -hmm. We've got a real benefit here. There's an awful lot of automotive manufacturing goes on up in the Great Lakes region. We can tap into that. There's some great people in the collision industry. There's an ICAR within a half an hour of my home. Yeah. There's just so much educational opportunity now how is it we're going to get it to them it's how they want and need it and how they can accept it we know that every shop owner in the world may not be technology savvy that's okay we can train that a little bit too but again i want to be the guy that they know they can pick up a phone dial my number and i'm going to answer it and i'm going to talk to them and if for some reason I'm on another phone that I call them back within a few minutes and talk to them, that they know they have somebody, that it's not just a fragmented somebody that doesn't have a clue of what goes on in their area. And you're in a great area of the country. You know, the Great Lakes region has always been a pretty strong area for ASA. Definitely an area very familiar to the organization. Any skill sets or new skill sets do you see yourself developing for the new job? Or is this something that you've been kind of preparing for your whole life? They've been involved in technology basically for the last 10 or 12 years through the association management business. Uh -huh. When you start as a, an executive director of six associations, you really learn how to multitask pretty well. You learn how to juggle with a computer and a, 
and a cell phone and uh, inner cables and connections and God knows what. But, you know, old dogs can learn new tricks. And there is some media trainings going on that, that I want to be involved in. I think I can probably lend some things to ASA from my past. I believe that we all continue to learn. We all continue to get trained in certain ways. We have to keep that door open and we have to open that door to our members. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole key again, where I get back to participation and communication. It doesn't matter how we're communicating or participating so long as we are. That's the most important thing. Communication is where most of the breakdowns occur. But again, you're well acquainted with the industry. You'll be servicing both mechanical and collision repair members as we go forward. Again, training is high on our list, always has been. A lot of that stuff isn't going to change. And it's a new business model, no question about it, evolving the organization into the 21st century. But you know, it's also a different direction for ASA. And I've asked this of the regional executive directors. I'll ask you the same question. In what ways do you see this new direction as actually helping ASA evolve into a national association for the 21st century? Any thoughts on that? There, there is, Tony. And I'm glad you just used a, a word that I'm using, evolve. It's not changing. It's evolving. It's mm. growing. Actually, just this morning, I spoke with a former chairman of ASA, mm-hmm. who's a good friend of mine in the collision industry up here. He was saying, goes, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with this. And then we started talking a little bit, and I said, well, you know, it comes down to being involved, doesn't it? Maybe you were chairman. How involved are you today? Have you forgotten where your roots are? ASA goes back a long way, back to the 50s. It still has a lot of the same things. There's still independent automotive collision and mechanical shops out there. They need to meet the challenges that are there. They need to progress. They need to improve. They also need a structure. They need somebody they can rely on that they can say, the success is going to come from what? Yeah. I think that what this regional model is doing is taking the successes and building upon them. And I think that's what's important. But I think the whole thing still comes down to getting that region together and then through the national voice. So it's one that we have one voice out there saying, here's what's good for the automotive industry. Well, Mike, I couldn't have ended on a better word there. You know, ASA was founded in 1951 by a bunch of independent state organizations that realized they needed to come together to have a national voice. And that certainly hasn't changed in all those years. Some things you know, are still in the mission statement, and, and that's certainly one of them. Thanks very much, Tony. It's, it's always been a pleasure with you. Uh, I'm looking forward to serving the members of the Great Lakes region and uh, you know, renewing some old friendships. And that's what it's really all about, right? That's, a, that's where the world goes. Yeah, it makes it go round. We've been talking with Mike McManus, again, the new Regional Executive Director of the Automotive Service Association's Great Lakes Region. Mike, again, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Again, we'll look forward to to talking with you next time. Thanks, Tony. You have a great day. You too. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, 
make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.